0: You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. My name is Carla Zoyal. I'm from Krypton. Uh, everyone, this is my cousin. Sp- I guess you already know.
1: Okay, I think I have this. Uh, Oliver. Green Arrow. Dig. Spartan. Thea. Speedy. Okay. And?
0: Sarah, White
2: Canary,
0: Jax, and Professor
2: Stein. Sorry, wrong. Ray. Palmer, the Adam. And Mick. Oh, heatwave. Always a pleasure to see you, Lucy. Hello. I believe we've met, Lucifer Morningstar. Consider us even, John Constantine. (laughs) Constantine. (laughs) Is it? I don't care. Be ready. All right then. With
3: the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Thank you for joining us, and don't forget, you can take us on the go with Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, or any other listening stations. You can also check us out on our website. We've got some great content on there. That would be themisfitfaction.com. I am Rob, and I am back no, wait. That's the ending. I did the last part first and the first part last. Smorgasbord. Sorry. Um, I am Rob, and I've been asked to host yet again because these guys are gluttons for punishment. Thank you all for joining us. As always, with me is Paul.
1: <laughs> I think he forgot your name.
3: I was just trying to decide which one to go for first because I think last time I went with, with you. Yeah. Okay. It was
0: me. Sorry, I can't quite hear you. I'm partially deaf. <laughs> just partially? Rob always uh, does encourage me to do a little bit more editing in the <laughs> we'll Fix that in post <laughs> No, 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 no. we're going to fix the noise in post But anyway so um, How are you, Paul? I am
3: good, nothing. how are you, Rob? I am really, really good I am excited because it is We are recording and it's a Friday night And this is the weekend And so I am very excited to not have to work tomorrow Is there anybody and else here with us? And also as with me on my right Is the ever-reliable Ronnie Nice How alliteration. You, Thank you. That's cool. what they paid
1: me for. Literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm actually really, really good. I'm very
3: excited because, as you might know, this month it's Miller time. We're looking at Frank <laughs> Miller. Dang it, Last... I poured wine. <laughs> Not me. That's right. I, I I think we have Corona's and, and Peroni or per, Peroni. So it's Miller time here on the Multiverse Fancast. We also have Liquid Death, a proud sponsor of the Multiverse Fancast, hopefully. Always refreshing. Uh we are Just looking at Frank. Miller This Drink, month. raise energy. <laughs> I don't know why, they, the why. Why did they ask me to host? They can do it. <laughs> And we are doing Frank Miller this month. We Last week, as you might remember, we looked at Frank Miller's 300. And this week, we're looking at Frank Miller's Sin City, one of his seminal works of literature. Sin City Comics were put out years ago, and we're going to take a look at Sin City, the first film, and Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. And we're going to judge how... Sin City, the other film. (laughs) The other film, and how effective they are. We'll be following up in the coming weeks with also Frank Miller's The Spirit. But first, let's go to some news. What do we got for us, Paul? Puts down his drink slowly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, just a couple of news points. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's so weird. We go through these giant waves of news, and um, like some weeks we have a lot, other weeks we don't have too much. So, we're actually going to start off with some Netflix news. Cool. Uh, n- uh, after Jupiter's Legacy premiered to supposedly very good numbers on Netflix, they canceled it after one season and then ordered the spinoff...
3: Now, here's the thing I would love to know about that is yes, it premiered to great numbers, but I'm curious as to how many people finished the series. Unfortunately, I'd
0: Netflix love... never released right. that information. Yeah. Mo- most streaming services won't. Um, even like when when I check our podcast statistics, I do look at like you know start start times, start uh, end times. You know how did people listen to the whole thing, uh, where people kind of tune out, and uh, we still don't do anything different each week. <laughs> yeah. So.
3: Like I bring that up because I'm also thinking about, and I'm not bashing it, but I saw like a month or so ago a lot of figures on Batman. Um, I'm sorry, Justice League, the new Justice League. That there was a lot of people who started the movie, but it was like the, the percentage of people who finished it was actually really low. But see, low. The,
0: the problem with something like that is, like, look at us for example. We watched the first two hours and then stopped it. Right. So what? Who's there? There's no. You know, TV—it's
3: hard metric to figure it out. It is an yeah.
0: incredible because you know we restarted it, or you know after after we watched it, I rewatched some of my favorite scenes in it, mm-hmm. mostly the last twenty minutes. I'll be honest, I, I liked it, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. But so like th- those
3: metrics are really yeah.
0: you know that's why even like uh, TV ratings nowadays are are a super antiquated way of because oh, yeah. nobody
3: watches live TV anymore for those of you who are old enough to remember the Nielsen ratings it's still a thing yes. the Nielsen yeah, yeah, rating still is still so... it's just not as prevalent anymore and for yeah. those of you who are really remember this from your this is even predates me uh, the people who used to keep log they would get every once in a while a Nielsen log in the mail and you'd have to record what shows you were watching and yeah. then you would have a, a little dial box on top <laughs> of your television and you would turn it to different ratings
0: yeah was that next year a track or that
3: any? this is before my time,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um. So moving down the the list, we also have Marvel rap production on Thor: Eleven Thunder. Uh, Taika Waititi said it is his
3: craziest movie ever. And that is saying something, considering that he did Jojo Rabbit and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, okay. which
0: it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm. I guess I'm, we'll I'm, find out. I have enough faith in him. I really enjoy yeah. him as a filmmaker. I've so seen the
3: pictures this week that have seen that it's definitely one of the craziest shoots. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot is coming in 2023. Maybe when we get close to that, we'll do uh, finally do Green Hornet. Yes. Yeah.
3: Now, is this an animated Turtles?
0: Oh, That is a fantastic question to which I definitely have a follow up answer, and I'm definitely not looking
1: at the actual article. <laughs> no one's right stalling now. right now. What are you talking about? Today was a good day. Today right?
0: was a good day, and forward Thank you, everyone.
1: Frank for the listening. Tank
0: Miller. You know, well, we'll come so back. <laughs> that uh, no, the, okay. the movie will utilize CG animation similar to two thousand sevens. Okay. So, okay. Right. Yeah, which uh, was okay. Yeah, was okay. I didn't
3: even watch it to be honest.
0: It was all right. Yeah. Uh, we had our first. I I totally forgot to bring this up to you guys. Out uh, the first teaser for GI Joe spinoff Snake Eyes. Yes, I did see. Ah, that. it
1: looks okay. It's. I expect nothing. I expect nothing. Solidly mediocre.
0: I. You know. I. As much as the 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 other two films are not good. I still enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I, I like I can watch them, and it, it's, it is one of the rare examples of The Rock not nailing it. Like this was really before the rock Renaissance Oh, I yeah. totally
3: forgot he was in it.
0: He plays Roadblock yeah. in the second one. Yeah, actually,
3: I, that's another one I've never seen. Like, uh, like I know we, you, were, you guys were talking about television adaptations and uh, on you Cinematic Adventures. It, and, yeah, yeah. GI Joe was probably GI Joe, and you also mentioned Dukes of the Hazard, and those are movies I have not seen. I think because I just have too much fondness for the original, and I don't want anything ruining it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's fair. And like, you know. For me, it's never about ruining it. It's always about it. Some for me, I always look at: does this make the show better, mm. or is the movie just bad? Yeah. So yeah. there, there are some movies that actually do a better job. Like the Twenty One Jump Street franchise is fantastic. And that I think gets it's better hilarious. with each mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah, like because they also And the Brady Bunches uh, movies that we just did on Cinematic Ventures tonight, like they they're funny because
3: oh, they yeah. they
0: love the source material but also make fun of it. And just to give yeah. you a quick
3: preview, like. This also, for me, Sin City is one of those ones where the sequel kind of ruined the first one a little bit for me. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah, something we'll talk about when we get to our Sin City yes. portion of the show. And then the uh, other news. The last
0: bit is uh, the Flash director shared his first look at Michael Keaton's Batman's Batman suit. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> double. Batman's Batman suit. Yeah, Batman's Batman suit. Wait, Batman has a Batman suit?
3: I'd yes. be awkward if you had a flash suit.
0: So it was just the uh, it was just the uh, the emblem uh, on top of the uh, okay. the chest piece, but With um, jelly on it. It like, looked like jelly, but it was probably. Is like...
3: Pattinson's Batman? No, uh, no, the Flash movie. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh.
0: Yeah. oh, oh, So Michael oh. Keaton is reprising his role, and it seems he will be suiting up for it. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. And like a flashback. <laughs> It could be, or or it could we'll just be care. like the the suit on display in the Batcave, yeah. like Batman Beyond mm-hmm. style. So I am holding.
3: So this on. is this is the Flashpoint movie, the one that's gonna erase our memories. This is the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, okay. Well, because
0: if you guys, unfortunately, so. Let's let's backtrack a little. Right. Here we go. Uh, a few months ago, when Crisis on Infinite Earths came out, we actually got the podcast together for the first time since our hiatus and recorded an episode. And then the audio got completely degraded oh, and geez. was not usable, so we couldn't post the episode. And it kind of took the wind out of our sails as we were trying to launch uh, the boat. Yes. So during that episode, I I think it's a good boat analogy there. Thank you, me. thank you. I really worked hard on it. Yeah. Wine brings out a little sophistication. A, a, a-, in me. a minus. <laughs> yeah, I think eh, that better grade than I ever got in high school. But um that's saying a lot. I went to Pack. But uh <laughs> you know, during that episode I think we we actually said out loud that we thought that um the scene where Barry Allen's meet yes was going to play oh. out in the Flashpoint movie. Yes. And we still hold by that that theory that yep. at some point in this Flashpoint movie when Barry's traveling multiverse worlds, he is go- that scene is going to be redone. Yes. And I would love to see it from
3: that uh, was a good geek out m- moment.
0: Well, you know, yeah. it was, and you know, we we've had a lot of Marvel versus DC discussion. Some of our most popular episodes were our Marvel versus DC uh, uh, episodes. Yeah. uh house. Yeah, we've done two. I think maybe when Flashpoint comes out, we'll we'll have to do a third one, just kind of so we can get a Marvel guy in there. He's done both of them. All right. Who? You, Rob? Why? What? what? You <laughs> were on both of them, but um, <laughs> Rob wh- doesn't even remember. One thing we've always said was that the strength of the television universe for Mar- for DC and to have DC really embrace the movies and TVs are, are really – they're really one thing just you- – you can't always see it, and to finally confirm it with Crisis, like that was a big thing for us. And, yeah. and you know, it's it's because of Crisis on an, an Infinite earth that we watched uh, Lucifer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and absolutely. I know Rob's Rob's plowing through. Oh yeah, us. yeah. I, I'm
3: I'm in season four right now, and I'm we just finished uh,
0: the second half of season five, mm. so we might have a bonus episode for you guys. I think
3: we'll have a Lucifer episode coming up. soon. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then there's Ronnie, who watched all of Supernatural, guys. So he still counts.
3: Yeah. Okay. Sure.
0: Actually, I think it might be fun to have Ronnie on that episode just to talk about on the Lucifer uh, To talk as, about as sort of like the, the, the straight man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I, I think that's going to wrap us up on the uh, the news front. Really, nothing okay. else. Gonna... Jumping out.
3: So, yeah, as we were saying, it's not a big news week, and which is ironic because usually, as we stated last week, uh, during this time of the year, this is usually the big time when all this stuff is happening, um, you know, movie-wise and everything. This is when Stupid all, the big COVID. Su- <laughs> all the superhero uh, tentpole movies are coming out and everything. You know, the good news is that we do have a uh, nice schedule coming up with, you know, Black Widow in July and then uh, Shang-Chi in September and then uh, November is and I, there's a hand in the back yes Eternals
0: one more piece of news that Paul totally forgot they officially confirmed that Oscar Isaac will be playing Moon Knight in a post I was wondering why he was training
3: ah. with a with a, 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 a knife specialist a knife specialist and with the, the bun on top of his head
0: yes and also we had some casting <laughs> news with uh, Jessica Drew the Spider-Woman has been cast in uh, Spider-Man into uh, the Spider-Verse uh, 2 we have actress Issa Rae uh, from the show, from something called Insecure. I don't know oh, her Oh, yeah, that I know much. that show. Okay. okay.
3: I do know Insecure, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know her too well, but I am excited to see Jessica Drew. I think it's uh, okay. the the movie debut.
3: And also, news. It's not really news, but big. What's the big thing that's coming up this week that we're all really excited for? Is it Ronnie's birthday? Because I totally oh, yeah. didn't get him no, anything. That's
1: not for another month. You still about Loki. I am talking about Loki. <laughs> Loki
3: is in just a couple days, and I am
1: yes. I I
3: stopped watching trailers and commercials for it completely. Oh, I haven't seen anything in a week or two. Yeah, I they came out with a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. nope, nope I nope, I, nope,
1: I wanna nope. I wanna forget what I've already seen this oh. way. I'm like nice and surprised. I cannot wait. I'm not excited.
3: What what? It, so, is, it is not DC.
0: No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> there's a no
1: Zack snyder. <laughs> <laughs> the slow motion is too fast.
0: <laughs> no, uh, so here, here's why I'm not excited. Okay. I, and I'd love to hear both your thoughts. This, no, you're wrong.
1: That's that's, that's a good thought. That is a good
0: thought. It's just a premature thought. <laughs> this show can only end with Loki dying.
3: But he's died so many times. <laughs> but
0: the the thing about this Loki is from from the I only watched the original like the first real trailer trailer where it's like hey. All these deviants happening in the timeline, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Legends of Tomorrow already did it. No, um, <laughs> my my thing is this Loki, who is not the Loki we we were gifted with by the end of Avengers Endgame.
3: No, this is the end. This is of the end. The Avengers. This is before yeah.
0: Thor the Dark World yeah. Loki. Yeah, um, he hasn't even gone to prison to think about. It. He hasn't lost Freya. Like this is like mm-hmm. yeah. there's no real redemption for this. Like not this yet version. anyway. So for this. He can't survive it. He's a he's a he's a an aberration. Time, he's an aberration, a, a deviant in mm. the timeline, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And
3: but yet the time bureau or whatever they're called there, I don't know what they that are. are right? in the Marvel universe <laughs> seems seems to think that they're going to put him from the commercials. It looks like they're going to put him to work or something.
0: It yeah. looks like it. And like I said, I my only that's my really my only reservation is a it's been done before. You know, like Wanda Vision was a very unique show. Mm-hmm. Captain America, or, excuse me, Captain America. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a natural progression of a, of a movie okay. storyline. For this, I, I only see it in Loki's death, and unfortunately, we've been. Loki had such a meaningful death in Avengers Endgame that it really takes a little bit out. Like, don't okay. get me wrong, I'm still excited to see it, yeah. but I'm also at the same time not really looking forward to it, if that makes sense.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. So. All right. Uh, well, it, I'll be interested to see if, if your predictions come true there. Yeah. Six episodes of Loki coming up, uh, starting on June 9th. Yeah. Yes. All right. So with that, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we will uh, – are you ready for it? Okay. And we're <laughs> taking a quick break, and we'll be back with our reviews of Sin we'll, City we'll be, 1 and oh. the other one. We'll be back in a flarkin'. <laughs>
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Raise Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Raise Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow and we fully fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout repsports.com.
1: And we're back! Did everyone have a nice fartlek?
3: Can you explain what that is a little bit to the (laughs) listeners so they don't think that we're being totally gross? Please no.
1: So a fartlek is a type of run where it's a constant run, but you change your pace. And you do a certain pace, and then you do a recovery run. Then you do another pace. And if you're doing it by yourself, you can mix up your pacing. But what I do is I have a Nike Run Club app. Uh, and they got, there's a coach that guides you and tells you, all right, go this hard. Now go and relax, go this hard, go no. relax. Why
3: is it called that?
1: That's a, because, well, first uh, of all, is
3: it spelt the way it sounds? Yes. You okay. Well, is it? No, it's, it's not actually, it's sorry. Not. Okay.
1: It's F A R T L E K. Okay.
3: It's, is it German?
1: Uh, I, I, they, they, they tell you on the app what it is and I can't think of it right now, but it, it, it's but German we, or Latin or one of those two, okay. and it, it it means like run run fast or something you know something along those lines. Okay. So, and yeah. we
3: giggle every time somebody says it. Yes. So this week we are talking Frank Miller, and we are looking at Frank, Frank Miller's the Tank. Uh, Frank the Tank Miller, <laughs> and we are looking at his Sin City. So just to give you a little bit of background on Sin City, it was a um, seven. Part comic series that started out in April of 1991 and it ran to 2000. And they are um, when I say seven part, I mean there are seven collected storylines. Uh, it starts off with the hard goodbye, uh, which is all about Marv. Uh, then it goes second one is a dame to kill for. The third one, big fat kill. Fourth one, that yellow bastard. And then the lesser of them, which is family values, blood, uh, booze, broads, and bullets, and Helen and back. I had the pleasure this week of reading all of them, which totals up to, (laughs) I really did, totals up to 1,300 pages. Um, There's actually, they're all collected in a a really beautiful book called something, it's called something like Big Damn Damn City or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's a huge collection of a book. But anyway, thanks to our local library, and I encourage you to support them too, I was able to get my hands on all of the books and I was able to read them. So it was really neat to see. To, to not only revisit the movies, but also to look at the comics and to see, you know, where they came from. And these were, you know, Frank Miller was, was immensely popular with these. They are uh, brutal. They are violent. They are disturbing. And they are, unlike the movies, colorless. There is no color yeah. except for one thing. Can you guess? The yellow man. Yes. Very good. Ronnie, Ronnie gets the win. Um, yes, that's the only color, I believe, in all of the books. Uh, the movie adds in a lot of that color. Um, but it is, it is uh, a nice slice of film noir. Mm-hmm. Paul, tell us a little bit about film noir. It's
0: black and white film. (laughs) Now, film noir is a a style of film that's typically used in uh, detective-type movies. So, uh, a more modern example is Spider-Man Noir, who was made famous in Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. So noir is a very you're going to hear narration it's going to be all black and white it's usually some sort of crime or detective type thriller Mm. um typically involving some sort of cop who doesn't play by the rules but is really good at what he does uh very common trope and archetype used in uh, most police type uh media you got uh in more modern times you have your Elliot stabler from law and order uh in this case it is folly Axel Foley, very good. Yep, yep. We also have, in this case, really the the prime noir detective in this is uh, Hardigan, played by Bruce Willis. Uh, wow. I
3: I didn't. I just threw Paul under the bus, wondering if he was going to know any of that. And he knew quite a bit. I'm impressed.
0: <laughs> well, so here here's my backstory. Okay. I learned the term noir from Spider-Man Noir, playing the game uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, I think it was. And you played as four different Spider-Man characters. From okay. basically, it was like Into the Spider Verse as a video game, which was really cool and Spider-Man Noir was one of my favorites and I actually did uh do research cuz they did a whole noir um series for Marvel mm-hmm. and it's it's really good I highly recommend it it's basically uh, a time period where it takes place during the 1920s like most of these noir type uh, thrillers yep. you got your
1: speakeasies and prohibition yeah, and your it's you know. very I was going to say that. the only noir I know is Pino that's fair, actually. That's a, that was a solid one. Dang it. I watched it happen.
0: <laughs> I, I watched all that. So you know what? We'll give Ronnie that one.
3: But I bet you Ronnie could probably tell us, a, what is the typical noir detective like? I bet you know it. You don't even know you know it. Don't look it up. What do you think? No, no. I'm not going to look okay. it up.
1: He, he's like the, the rule breaker. He, uh-huh. he, he goes... Like what, he, what is he, his
3: personal he, life like?
1: Non-existent. Non-exi- exactly. I was saying <laughs> saying non-existent. He's, he's a drunk. Yes. He al- almost drunk. always is. Always has a cigarette in his mouth. Yep, and everything. You know, just it's not good. personable and everything. I knew you knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm just describing me. No, to <laughs> put your cigarette out. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, all right. Another quick question. Who uh, most famous of all of the uh, Dick Tracy? No, good guess. Most famous of all the noir film, film noir detectives. Film noir. I'm sorry. No. 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 Um, uh detective noir it's not necessarily film. there have been films with this detective i, I want to say
0: the spirit but no nah, nah. good guess
3: spirit is there's this one he actually predates the spirit i believe mm.
0: um oh uh, as soon as you say it it's, it's gonna drive me crazy because it's like on the tip of my tongue
3: yeah. Philip Marlowe, Private Eye. Oh yeah! Uh, wow. Yes, Philip Marlowe is one of the most popular of the film detectives. Uh, I'm sorry, of the noir detectives. Um, that he he's had shows, he's had uh, films made of him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, big. F- oh, one of the biggest film noir detectives uh, actors. Uh, from the '40s would be Humphrey Bogart. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. He he very much. And and we some a lot of us probably, especially if you're my age, a lot of us probably know that more from all the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I always know it from the uh, fat guy who's also fit. That's always the the stereotype. Yeah, like they have the great arms, but they oh, have like yeah. the, the the beer gut yep, sort of thing. Yeah. That beer always makes one. me laugh.
3: They got the dad bod. And, dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> and our our noir detective is always getting beat up he always is is you know he's he's usually nursing some sort of wound or something down someplace. on his, down luck, on his yeah. luck yep. there's usually a really troublesome woman that walks into his office
0: you will uh you know well, Dick Tracy's a great example but yep. you also have like more modern types are, like the John McClanes they yes. they're the every man with a strong moral code yeah they're they're rough around the edges um you know for ronnie it's, it's uh, what Ron- Bruce Willis does best it,
3: Well, when he when he's trying. When, yeah. he's trying. when he's trying. Uh, like only in one of these movies. For for like maybe so he's even, in both. Maybe in half. Well, he's yeah. he's present in both movies. Yes, he's whether he's actually there, I don't know. <laughs> True. Well,
0: he's a ghost in the second. Yeah. But for like Ronnie, like a character like Mick Rory on uh Legends of Tomorrow, yes. very abrasive. Yeah. For me, it's a, a like a John Constantine type in more modern yeah. interpretations. The
3: the, and the idea of the anti-hero kind of comes out of that the the noir detective where it's it's a yeah. reluctant hero. You know that yes. You know whereas you know with the the de- excuse me with the detective he's usually like you said he's down on his luck. Um, things never go his way. He's usually getting punched in the face by mm. somebody. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, a, a very dangerous girl that walks into his office at a very late hour when there's shadows on the silhouetted wall, <laughs> yeah. silhouetted, silhouetted, yeah. and he's ner- he's drinking like a bourbon or something. Oh, like you know. That. Yeah. All right, perfect example for
0: most of our listening audience. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yes, Eddie Valiant. Eddie yeah.
3: Valiant is very much based on a lot of the uh, rated movie.
0: We did an episode on it on uh, Cinematic Adventures oh, right, if you guys want to it. check that out. Yeah, yeah you did. I, I, I was on, on it. it. On it.
3: So this is uh, very much in with film noir. And so, you know, Frank Miller, uh, you know, was was, did a great job with these seven collections. And Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino were huge, huge, huge
1: fans of it. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the movie? Uh, The movie came out on April 1st, 2005. April Fool's Day. Yes, here, here good well. job. Just, play, I'm just proud participating. I'm <laughs> Thanks for contributing. <laughs> good job. That's right. what I'm here for. Um, it had a, like, uh, at the time, not h- huge names, but turned out to be huge name um, actors in it. Jessica Alba, Benicio Del Toro, Mickey Rourke, Bruce Willis, Elijah Wood. Which is funny, because Mickey Rourke was, at this point, a washed-up
3: actor.
0: Yes,
1: at this point, yeah. Which is
0: even funnier, because Mickey Rourke and Elijah Wood did not meet in person until after this movie wrapped him uh, at yeah, the production yes. party.
1: Yeah, uh, opening weekend it grossed twenty nine point one million, okay. um, and then o- overall worldwide it grossed I think it was one hundred and sixty million. It quadrupled its yes. budget of forty million dollars,
3: yeah. and it, it helped out uh, you know as, not, as much as we don't didn't want it to at nowadays. It at the time helped out the Weinstein company, which was at the time called Miramax. Yes. Uh, that was harvey and bob weinstein but also this movie to to give it more credit for
0: the actual movie like forget the studio we like we yeah we we could go on a whole we could do a whole episode cool. about how like the despicable nature of you know hollywood is not a pleasant place i've yeah. seen
3: sin city yeah you're yeah. right yeah <laughs> um,
0: but uh for this movie it, it it took huge steps for the comic book genre this yes. was before yeah. of you know if you guys listen to our uh, our 300 episode we talked about how these movies are what started the more. You know, a lot of people give X Men the, the biggest amount of credit to starting the superhero movie craze. I, they even talk about it in uh, Jay and Silent Pop Strike Back, right? Yeah. Where they're like, you know, ever since X Men hit it big, you know, all the studios bought up these properties. Sin City was was groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. And yeah. we're, we're going to talk about it for the sequel about the, the issues that we got to with that. But this movie aesthetically, uh, structurally, it, it is a comic book brought to life, and oh, yeah. it, it's done in such a unique way that movies tried to copy it afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. So, Even
3: Frank Miller himself tried to copy it too. From mm-hmm. lo- what I've heard, limited success. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait for you. Guys to I, watch I, it. I can't wait to see the spirit.
0: Yeah. So for this movie is definitely one of those movies that. Um, it it's it was groundbreaking at the time you know to have an entire set that's just green screen and yeah. that's why the budget's actually so mm-hmm. low because not only did they not do as nearly as much marketing as the big names like nowadays do but to do all green screen you don't have Absolutely. to build you don't have to build dozens of sets or use you basically just have to build enough sets that you could, you know, like the bar, they probably made a set out of yeah. they, uh, the, the I, way of some of the warehouses
3: the bar. It's really only the bar itself. Everything mm-hmm. else is green screen. So
0: yeah. to, to have, you know, and basically this, this is uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, different stories put together.
3: You mean from the comics?
0: Uh, this movie, oh, so six. This, this
3: movie, Wasn't in, it six? no, this movie actually incorporates, um, since city one, three and four and a section from um, one of their short pieces. So I'll, I'll read them off really yeah. quick.
0: Uh, it starts off with the customers always right part one, which was an original creation for the movie. Yes,
3: do you know the story?
0: They used it as test footage to see how Correct. it would look on
3: screen. And yes,
0: uh, where Josh Hartnett. Uh, fun. I, I'm just side note. I'm a really big Josh Hartnett fan. He was I,
3: huge in the early aughts. And <laughs> I respect him.
0: For not wanting to be the teen heartthrob they were trying to make him into, right. yeah. and he stepped out of acting. But Lucky Number Slevin is one of my favorite crime thrillers <laughs> I've seen of all it time. Actually. Yeah. It is, it's really yeah, it's good. Every time I think of him, I think With of Pearl Bruce Harbor. Rudy. Yeah, and it sucks, but I missed you.
3: But, yeah, um. <laughs> um, yeah the, the this first one that uh, Paul and Ronnie are talking about here is, it was done as proof of concept. Uh, Robert Rodriguez was the director, and he called up Frank Miller, and, and he, he'd been hounding Frank Miller for years to do Sin City. And Sin City was floating around and, and sort of on desks for you know, 10, 15 years, ever since it first came out. And Robert Rodriguez, now if you know anything about Rodriguez, he is a very resourceful... Um, Director, mm-hmm. he can he can really create something from nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you are you guys familiar at all with his first movie El Mariachi?
0: I'm familiar with uh, Spy Kids. I was going to say Spy, Spy Kids. Kids too,
3: which God. a lot of green screen on on yeah. those movies. Um, To lesser effects. All right, do you know (laughs) the film Desperado? Yes. Yes. Okay, Desperado was sort of the sort of continuing adventures slash remake of El Mariachi. El Mariachi was a movie that was in that same universe as Desperado, Mm -hmm. uh, and also the third one, which was called Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I think? Yes. Okay. Um, El Mariachi, his very first film, was made for $7,000, and he got most of that money by being experimented on With pharmaceuticals from companies. (laughs) He actually, if you, if you if you ever see him, you can ask him to see the scars. He has two football shapes on the backs of his arms where they, they cut open there and they inserted like a drug into each one to test its effectiveness. on. I don't huh. know what the drug was or anything. And they gave him $4,000 to do that. So the majority of his budget for El Mariachi was based on that pharmaceutical testing. COVID vaccine. So, so, <laughs> so, you know, Rodriguez is incredibly tenacious and resourceful. And Frank Miller yes. said he was tenacious. So, he he said, you know, look, please come out here. I, I, I come out to my my ranch because um, he he's got his big ranch and he he loves that sort yeah. of Mexican cowboy persona that Robert Rodriguez has. And he said, come out here and, and you know I want to try this proof of, you know, test proof footage with you with Josh Hartnett. And Frank Miller was so impressed that he's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So yes you were saying that that was not part of the original,
0: not under, or, it was an original concept for the movie. And I like when things like that make it into, uh, the actual movie, because I mean, test footage is a very important part of the process. It helps gets, it helps get effects, right. It helps get, uh, costumes, right. Uh, fantastic four is another good example of like the biggest issue they had was creating the human torch. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until they did it with Chris Evans that they were able to be like, all right, well let's make this movie. Like we can do it. Um, not to say those movies are good, but I, I think I think it's fair to say that yeah. we have a lot of nostalgia uh, or rose-colored yeah. glasses for it at this point. Yeah. But um, another another set of movies that were in between where superhero movies started to where they are kind of at right now. Uh, then followed up by The Yellow Bastard Part 1, The Hard Goodbye, The Big Fat Kill, The Yellow Bastard Part
3: 2, and The Customer's Always Right Part 2. Okay. So, uh, the main, um, which is funny, because again, that's Sin City one, three, and four, and then a short story from Sin mm-hmm. City. And I think it's, uh, which one is is the short story collection? I think it's Booze, Broads, and Bullets, is I think the, sh- the collection. I just, I, it's either that one or Family Values. Um, so, and it's only, and actually, the Josh Hartnett one is only a three page story, and it's only the first part. Of that, like the end part there, where he's in the elevator, is yeah. actually completely made up and not part of Frank Miller's.
0: Very creepy oh. too. <laughs> Hi Becky. Cigarette. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a
3: it's a bookend for it. It, it makes sense. Um, so the of the three stories, you know, let's talk about let's 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 talk about uh, the hard goodbye. Now that is Marv's story. Um, that encompasses everything that Marv is in. So tell us a little bit about Marv's story. Who are you
1: talking to, me or Ronnie?
3: No, Ronnie's taking a deep breath, so it looks like he was gearing <laughs> up there.
1: <laughs> um, so, basically, Marv uh, gets framed for the uh, for the murder of, was it his prostitute? It was, yeah. Right? She, or, like, prostitute girlfriend. He didn't thing.
3: know she was a prostitute. Yeah. She came to him that night for protection. Yes.
1: Which we don't know at the time. No. no. Um, but, basically, he's framed, so he's trying to basically figure out, like, who framed him and all this kind of stuff. Um, and that kind of takes place throughout the I- entire story. He meets up with the um, – oh, what are the women? That group of women. Oh, oh wait, no, from, that's the other one. Sorry. No, that's, but well, yeah. so she is she is sort She's,
3: of part. Those women are, are – uh, they, they, they sort of
1: hang uh, out. The girls of um, – uh, no. Old, uh, Town. Old Town. Old Town, Thank yes. You. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's his story. He doesn't like beating women, yet he beats a lot of women. Um but <laughs> so, only, so only, yeah, so
3: only only to help them. Yes, only to help them though. <laughs> yeah. apparently. I don't like hitting Alex, women, but allegedly. let me go hit every woman
1: I meet and everything. I don't know. Um, and yeah, he's framed
3: and it, it actually it's funny because it ends with his electrocution. Yes.
1: Well, twice. <laughs> yeah, he dies like thirty eight times in this. Well gets th- hit by a car, shot in the head. <laughs> um what else happens to them? Yeah,
3: like you. The, for the first Sin City, you can't, and, and that's what's neat about the um, the graphic novels too. Is that sometimes somebody dies, but then they show up later in there, and it's not because the the Sin City novel graphic novels are not chronological. Yeah, um, they are. Yeah, very, the
0: narrative style is very. Um, that's a good uh, good example of somebody who does it. Um, Memento, like very out oh, of okay. order yeah, type, very uh, Christopher
3: Nolan esque. Yeah, and,
0: yeah, all over the place. Yeah.
3: Um, so yeah, we have so. T- what what do we think? All right, so let's since we bring them up, let's t- look at Mickey Rourke. So
0: he he's definitely the breakout star of this movie. Okay, uh, yeah. He has the longest story, uh, too, in it. Yes. Well. H- the, hard goodbye, hard the hard goodbye. The hard goodbye is very long. I and you know uh, the big fat kill is also very. I, actually, you know what? Scratch that. The big fat kill is probably a little bit long. Okay.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we think it's Marv because don't forget Marv has such a, a big part in the second Sin City. That's true. And also, yeah.
0: um, you know, I, I love Clive Owen. I'm a big Clive Owen fan. Oh really. Oh yeah, I've seen then, him in uh, uh, what was the movie? Closer, very good
3: movie yes, with Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, basically anything anything he's in, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And it was a shame, as much as I love Josh Brolin, it was a shame they did not get him. It did not get him back for the sequel. Yeah. Well,
3: do, do you know why? Cause I, I wonder if that was a probably just scheduling a decision. Because here's the thing, and I don't know if, if you even picked this up, because um, number two is in the series is Dame to kill for. And Dwight is in that, and at the end of that graphic novel, Dwight gets a face change. Yeah, and so I wonder. Well, if they talk they about were... it in this. They talk about it in this movie, right? Does that mean he got his face changed to Clive Owen?
0: No. It, well, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and they, they talk about it in *A Dame to Kill For*. They, they well, they he, hint at it. He <laughs> looks like Clive Owen at the end. They uh, they do aesthetics, uh, a uh, makeup. Bit of that. <laughs> yeah, so he's supposed to look like Clive Owen oh, at the okay. end. Okay,
3: so you're saying they you wish they brought Clive Owen back for the end. Oh absolutely. The, I see yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying.
0: If you if you're gonna do plastic surgery on a on a character, mm-hmm. like in movies, it's so unrealistic. Plastic surgery in movies and T V is like it's the the bone structure changes, like yeah, it's it's yeah. completely out of proportion. Mm-hmm. You know, like if one of us went in for plastic surgery right now, we'd still look the same, just mm-hmm. slight differences. So
3: so we've got Mickey Rourke here. And uh, Mickey Rourke, it, it, I heard a quote from Frank Miller that he said, you know, the strangest thing when we started shooting this, shooting this movie, um, all these people started showing up that looked just like my characters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, can we agree that there's a lot of stunt casting going on here?
0: I, I don't think so. Okay. Me personally, like a lot of these actors were like. Well, Bruce Willis was big. Bruce Willis yes. is probably the biggest name in this movie. But probably then the only big name.
1: Well, I mean Mickey Rourke. But Mickey Rourke, who he was kind is of a, he's a big time, name. But... It wasn't
0: until the wrestler that he really yeah. reignited his yeah. career. Uh, Jessica Alba was just starting to, and like this is her big, her big sex appeal movie, right. like and all that, where they you know, and now she doesn't even act anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's worth billions because she is much smarter than most movies portray her as yeah um nick Stahl, he did terminator after
1: this and that was Mm. it Um, uh you had uh rory gilmore get out of (laughs) here she was a big star that shows oh is that becky yeah 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 okay Uh,
0: josh hartnett was, was relatively big too at the time this was like during his you know his i guess career high right um but really, like that, I don't think stunt casting is involved because all the actors also do a really good job with the material that they do, and you know, Marv's ripped right out of the comics. Yeah, um, Hardigan not as much, but I think yeah. having uh, the big name kind of helped covers it. that. Yeah, yeah. But you also got like Michael Clark Duncan, uh, Devin Aoki, Benicio del Toro, like all all people that are known. But this is not a star at the time. It was not a star-studded cast. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. Michael Madsen, he pops in because oh, yeah. he's always oh, yeah. in
3: things. Nick Offerman.
0: Nick Offerman, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. No, I couldn't believe that was Nick Offerman. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but
3: here, I, I, I'm just showing them right now. This is what
1: Marv looks like in the comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, it, they really do
3: a great job of translating Marv. I was, was going to
1: say, like not. N- I would say probably about 90% of it is like, graphic novel accurate the way it looked and everything.
3: Like if you look up some of the websites that say, you know, what's the difference between the movie and the book? It's, comes down to color. Often. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, well, in this scene it's, it's it's red and there's none of that in the I movie. think yeah. though
0: in this movie the aesthetic choice to add splashes of color on certain character aspects was a really good idea. Yes. Like uh Dwight's shoes are bright red. Mm-hmm. Like that's an aesthetic choice. Hardigan's tie, like things like that they mm-hmm. I think they add a little certain something. You know, obviously the yellow man is yellow and he should be yellow right. and yeah. you know. But uh or Goldie, the it was a great use of the coloring to the differentiate red. her and her, t- and her twin, right. yeah. you know, cause Goldie has a twin sister who looks just like her because the same actress, but yep. they are able to, <laughs> you know, but like, there's not a lot of red for blood.
3: No, no. So, and, oh, and, all right. Since we bring that up now, do you think this movie would have been rated NC 17 if it was in color?
0: It, it's possible, but usually your NC-17 ratings aren't the violence aspect per se. Mm-hmm. You, you you hear about it in movies every once in a while, like um, *Mortal Kombat*. Most recently, they had to cut back on some of the fatalities because mm-hmm. they would have hit okay. that NC-17 rating. Yeah. But usually, on un- like unfortunately, when you hear NC-17, you automatically think oh, boobies. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even uh, you know I, we're a family-friendly podcast, but having a full erect penis on in a movie automatically gets you an NC-17 rating right. that's why yeah. if you ever see it like in a, um, Wolf of Wall Street yes I don't know why I pointed to Ronnie <laughs> case, <right? laughs> mostly because when I think Jordan Belfort I kind of think of Ronnie in his 20s but uh, Thanks, legally think. Uh, all legally and without all the money but, allegedly. Uh, yeah, right. allegedly allegedly I can't prove allegedly. nothing but uh, Jonah Hill uses a, a prosthetic for a scene where he's you know all mm-hmm. excited about Mar- that's why I think of Ronnie because being excited about Margot Robbie oh I thought you were going to say Jonah Hill <laughs> <laughs> and his fake no. Um, I don't
3: remember this part. It did you see the wolf yeah, I saw in it the once. scene where
0: Margot Robbie's first introduced at the pool yeah. party? Okay. Jonah yeah. Hill is so high oh. out of his mind that he starts you know taking care of business yeah Uh, well
3: it doesn't surprise me because Scorsese has said in interviews that he usually goes way way over the top with with violence and and with some of the sexual stuff because he knows the MPAA is going to make him cut stuff and so if he goes way over then he can cut back
1: see I wonder if it would have got the NC-17 rating if the strip club was actually a strip club and not a PG-13 strip club so yeah. <laughs> it's interesting
3: you should say that because I'm going to show them pictures now from uh Frank Miller's uh novel here of um Nancy Callahan and you'll yeah. notice a distinct difference between uh yeah here she is. Um, yeah. that's Nancy in the book. Yeah. Notice what's missing here that's in the movie. Clothes. <laughs> Clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: so Jessica Alba has been notorious not notorious that's not terrible she's been steadfast in her opinions about nudity on screen yeah every actor and actress is different mm-hmm. you know some actors and actresses they're like it's part of the character it's part of the medium i signed up yeah. for this character it's an it's, an art a, it's, form a, it's and... part of this character then others are like i'll sign up because i like money but yeah I'm, I'm not going to degrade my cool do you like if if you feel comfortable doing stuff like that on film that's awesome but also this movie was pg-13 it was designed to be pg-13 but only in terms of certain characters otherwise it's an r-rated movie it's very jarring for me personally to be like you know you see a lot of nudity and sex in this movie but then it's like here's nancy callahan who's 19 and she's the the queen of the strippers that every guy goes crazy for and she's doing her little cowgirl routine and yeah i was a teenage boy when i saw this movie and yes i had the poster leave me alone (laughs) but you know like there's other things in this movie you know as like like rewatching this movie as an adult i'm like yeah nancy callahan's like you know it's jessica alba she's gorgeous yeah but that's not like the the r rating for me Mm -hmm. in this movie
3: yeah, she has. Yeah, as you were saying, Jessica Alba has a uh, a, a nudity clause in her contract where it's completely prohibited. In
0: yeah. uh, Machete, they actually digitally altered her because she took a shower. Like, there's a shower scene of her. Yes, they I had to digitally alter that. it because she refused to do it nude, and she did it in a bathing suit. They're like, well, that would look silly if somebody's bathing in a ba- you know yeah, showering yeah. in a bathing suit.
3: Uh, thankfully, also somebody who's clothed in this movie who is not in the book is Nick Stahl's yellow bastard. Um, in in the book, he is completely pantsless. Uh, so thankfully, he chose Nick Stahl chose to wear pants for that scene.
1: Oh, uh, that have been funny. It would remind me of Goldmember. Solid gold, gold. it is you who gold.
3: So is this? I bring up you know the the R rating of the for the violence. Is it gratuitous or is it playing within the boundaries of the movie?
0: It is all reflective of the character. And their inner, like their their character type, like uh, Hardigan, he does not do excessive violence. He takes his one shot. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the scene where they're they're getting chased, he's it's a perfect example. He's like, he used the he used one bullet to stop the car because he's like, I don't need to do more than necessary. Like you got to learn to take your time and all that. Yeah, and when him. Forcibly removing certain aspects uh, mm-hmm. twice, twice yeah. it is reflective of his character. I don't think Hardigan would do that to your average run of the mill right. mugger. But the fact mm-hmm. that
3: we see Hardigan, you know, physically removing a man's testicles,
0: I think also that's reflective of where the character is by the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, same, same motion, same idea, right. different execution. Because at this point, a he's not a cop no more. He's got nothing. He's got right. nothing besides Nancy, which mm-hmm. is still one of the weird. Like in this movie, I'm glad that yeah. Hardigan is like steadfast. He's like I'm because in the comics he's way older than Bruce Willis looks in this movie. Yes. Yeah. He's he, like in his seventy. Seventies.
3: Yeah. He, he's yeah. He's
1: like mid sixties, late sixties. I think he's, he's approaching 70s. He's late sixties, and then when he gets put into jail. Oh, that's true. Because when, he's is in is jail he, for yeah. eight years. Eight years. Yeah. 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 So like, it's. I'm glad in this
0: movie like, Hardigan's like get get away. Like yeah. I will protect you till I can't breathe anymore. But that's about it. But that yeah, like <laughs> yeah. she, I mean it takes a lot I of could be your grandfather for, he, he, he does says it. He, he says does it.
3: that line is well. I, I will say a lot of the dialogue is directly from the the books. But yeah, he does specifically say that in the books. You know, I'm old enough to be your grandfather. I yeah. think
0: the only time the violence is exceptionally gratuitous is. Um, uh with the with Dwight's storyline there there are some moments like Marv's Marv's a brawler they say, they literally say that he would be he he was born in the wrong time period he should have been a gladiator in the coliseum right. reveling
1: mm-hmm. you know for Dwight unfortunately the, the Except for the fact that he kills um what's um oh Elijah God, what, Wood no I'm del oh. Toro. he no he kills uh Frank Miller oh
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. where Frank, where is Frank I missed the it where's Frank which which right. priest
0: the, the p- one in the confessional yeah
3: oh right 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 yeah because yeah. i know where he is in the sequel but i couldn't find him in this yeah. one yeah
0: yeah so uh, like the dwight stuff is uh, with with deadly little miho and like but again it's reflective of her character mm-hmm. she, you'll only feel it if she
1: wants you to yeah. but like she also cuts off a guy's hand like mm-hmm. so it kind of reminds me of um oh my god i'm drawing a blank right now help me out suicide squad Oh, uh, Katana! Yes, she's mm-hmm. got my back. Yeah, <laughs> she's got my
3: back. This is Katana. Katana. She's got Get my back. back. I
0: wouldn't. I would advise not being killed by her. But um.
3: But like, I'm also just thinking of the scene with um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gina. Gina. Um, the Lucille. Uh, the 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 Lucille Mar- Ball. Marv's. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh,
1: Carla. Carla. Carla Cagino. 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 Yes.
3: I'm thinking about her with her scene where she is. N- naked in a corner, cowering, missing her hand because yeah. it was eaten by a cannibal. Yeah. Like that's brutal. Yeah, is it too brutal?
0: I don't think so. I think it's reflective of the of the character of, yeah. uh,
1: uh, that Elijah Wood plays. Okay, because you don't you don't see it, do you? You don't see it happen. No, no I, I think no. I think if the, you see it happen, you that's see, where yeah, it's yeah, like see the stump. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's where I think it's like, all right, m- maybe tone it down a little bit. But I think the fact that you don't see like all that graphic stuff necessarily kind of makes it a little more subdued. And, and okay. I wonder
3: if that was Tarantino's influence. Because Tarantino loves violence, but he loves the suggestion of violence. Yes. Like, if you think about the scene from Pulp Fiction with Bruce Willis with the, the sword... Uh, when he stabs people, um, it's all off camera, like mm-hmm. it's below the frame of the camera. When he jabs down into the the guy's, I guess, crotch. crotch. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one where he slashes across a guy across the chest, but it, the guy has his back to us, and then he spins. Yeah. So it's all about that, you know, that perception of violence that what we imagine is so yeah. much worse than what is actually he, happening. He's
1: basically going, "Here, here's this and this. Whatever you come up with right. of how it happens." It's all in your brain. I'm not going to show you what it is. And, and it kind of makes it a little bit more subdued and not super crazy. But I- then
0: you get Kill Bill
1: where they go <laughs> yeah. over the
0: top.
3: Oh, my gosh. That yeah. is so That's violent. Cr-
0: yes. That's, That's gratuitous that, that violence. Gratuitous. Yeah. Like, and his explanation was, well, like it's a it's a parody of how Uh, these these older movies worked yeah (laughs) for me this movie there's never a a point in this like yeah don't get me wrong the Kevin stuff is is jarring Mm -hmm. and uncomfortable you know you got the heads displayed on the wall like that's that's like hard to watch but then you get the story and the reasoning and how they so like if violence is part of the story and part of the character I don't ever consider it gratuitous Mm. Um, yeah. Some people said that Gladiator the the violence was gratuitous, yeah. mm-hmm. but at the same time it was it was reflective of right. of the uh, character yes. and and the story and the time and the period
1: and like this was the Wild West. That's, that's what I was gonna say. I was, if it's based off of something, it can't be gratuitous. Like Kill Bill's not based off of something. It's okay. it's just like an well, That idea was that one weekend had. we had. Well, yeah, so, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it's an idea that he had. Mm-hmm. Like th- this movie, I don't think could be gratuitous because it's like well. If you don't think it's gratuitous seeing it on paper, why is it gratuitous seeing it on film? Mm. Okay.
3: And, and, and I was also kind of wondering, too, as we're all talking about this, because it almost feels like the second one is is gr- more gratuitous than the first one. Not that I want to talk about the sequel just yet. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm thinking where he's they're, they're ripping out eyeballs yeah.
1: quite frequently so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's a little more graphic. Yeah,
3: and I wonder too if that is the lack of Tarantino in mm-hmm. the second one because I know he wasn't really involved. No, I,
1: I,
0: we'll talk about it more when we get to the second one. Okay. But they they wanted to up the shock factor because yeah. they oh, they, they also know what happens when you make a sequel way too late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially you get something like Dumb and Dumber Two, which <laughs> classic. Is, don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> we, we went to go see Dumb and Dumber Two, and and we we laughed because. It was Dumb and Dumber. Right. Yeah. Twenty five years later, that's the problem. That you most Jim most of these Carey. most of these sequels that come out after an extended hiatus between projects are purely they're either a we need to get as far away from the first one as possible while still keeping the look and aesthetic and the feel and the characters in this, or you get the exact same thing. Uh-huh. So or you go way too over the top. Well, that's what I'm saying more for the first uh, no, for the yeah. former of that. Where, you know, you have Sin City 2 where it's, well, it looks the same. It's got the same characters. Like, look, look, it's the white guys. These are the things you like. You want this. This is what, and, you know, obviously I will never, ever be upset that Ava Green is in something.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to miss her. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Okay. Also, now, back to Sin City, we were talking about Mickey Rourke a little bit. Now, we've got pretty much the three stories. We've got Mickey Rourke's story. We've got Clive Owen's story. So, tell us a little bit about Clive Owen's story with uh, the big fat kill.
0: So, Clive Owen plays uh, an, a character named Dwight who's dating uh, Brit- uh, Britney, Brittany Murphy. Brittany yeah. Murphy. Excuse me. All Thank the, you, guys. Recipes. Yeah. Yes. Actually, it was yeah. very
3: sad watching this. There were a few, car- a few actors in this who died. Yeah. She, yeah. she yeah. plays
0: Shelly, and Clive Owen is playing Dwight who's – her on again, off again, new mm-hmm. boyfriend, and he—violent boyfriend. Well, he not to her. That not is uh, Benicio del Toro as yeah. Jackie Boy Rafferty, the real boyfriend, uh, <laughs> or you know the the guy who can't <laughs> let go. And he, you know, he shows up at her apartment. while mm-hmm. he's there, and you know, seeing. I still can't watch the scene where he puts him in the toilet filled with pee. <laughs> like that, it is. It is one of the. That's the why do you open that, your eyes? That's
3: the scene that makes you flinch.
0: <laughs> There's something about. Bodily fluids in that regards. Yeah. You know, um, blood doesn't bother me. Blood okay. never bothers me, but like gross out things like that get me. On yeah.
3: a side note, since you bring that up, the reason I brought up the gratuitousness and now you're bringing up this too is I saw this in the theaters. I took my wife with me and she by the end was pissed. She was mad at me. She was mad at the movie. She had been traumatized by this movie because it Mm. was so brutal for her. Really? And it was so, for her, gratuitous and over the top. Like, it was, it was, because you. You walk away from Sin City, you do kind of at times feel like you need a shower. Mm-hmm. Just to to get the stench yeah. off of you from it. Um and and so for her this was really over the top. So yeah, all these bodily fluids, all this like, yeah. you know, maiming and everything and, and you know, the sex stuff. At least the at least sex is natural. We all got here somehow. I know we don't want to think about that.
0: Divine intervention <laughs> actually. Thank a you laboratory.
3: Baby stork.
0: <laughs> um, the stork. <laughs> But at least sex we is... all had something different. It was great.
1: <laughs> that was wonderful. Podcast Mine, over, guys. Remind, well done. Thank you, Family Guy with the stork. Was it Family Guy with the stork? Baby, we're, we're gonna, gonna make, make it. What the red
3: light bulb! <laughs> you know, the, at least that's natural. Whereas violence is not natural. I, I'm. They're laughing. I'm gonna keep the view. Keep the listeners with us. You know, at least sex and nudity is natural. I in just life. peed
1: a little. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I think everyone heard it.
3: <laughs> you know the chances that that you know people are going to uh, you know be naked and have sex at some point in their life there's a good chance of that the chances of you mur- really
1: you mean it <laughs> Wait, you have to be naked I have a chance
3: so you're saying there's a, a chance. chance is
0: that why Ronnie's been naked every podcast episode <laughs> but the he chance, hasn't got the hint but yet
3: the chance that one of us are g- is going to murder somebody you know that's pretty low it's just got really real um, you know, the, the chances of, of that happening, it, yeah. it really, you know, I... I Slim to none. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know anyone personally that's ever murdered anybody except, you know, I did one of those scared straight programs one time, yes. so I met a few murderers <laughs> that way. God. But that was about it. And now look at you. <laughs> <laughs> now you're straight as an arrow. <laughs> and, and so, you know, like, it was that violence, that, that horrificness to it, that, that just brutality mm-hmm. that just turned her off so badly.
0: That's fair. And I can, I can see it. Yeah. I can understand. It um, for me the the Dwight stuff is where the violence gets gets really ramped up because yeah. it, it turns from first of all it starts off way too real like a lot of the other things in this movie are are they're comic book things they're yeah. blown out of proportion yeah Marv busting through the door and pushing oh, two I corrupt cops out of the way
3: like yeah be right
0: out you know like. All, all the bigger, bigger than life. Like as much as we, you know, some of us make fun of Zack Snyder for making characters that are too big. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what comic books yeah. always were. And you know, Marvel's done a better job at, at kind of reeling that in. Isolate and, that. No, no, no. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I do the editing. So, oops, totally forgot where it was. It. But, um, you know, the Dwight stuff starts off with a
3: very real. What remind refresh my memory.
0: Where? He comes in. And he starts beating Brittany. Uh, Brittany Murphy's Brittany character. Murphy. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. cause he's the, he's the abusive ex-boyfriend and you know, Dwight's the new boyfriend who yeah. defends his girlfriend's honor. And then like, he, he sees too much and then he's like, I'm going to chase these guys down and like mm-hmm. beat the crap out of them. So it, it starts off with a very real domestic situation where the ex-boyfriend comes in and starts beating the girl who who got mm-hmm. away from him. And like, that's hard to watch. Yeah. And you know, I've, you know,
1: and then you have the him and his, uh, goonies with, uh, Becky. Yeah, like so, that. Yeah. That seems that yeah. seems very hard to yeah. watch. It is because it's it's
0: creepy. Yes, it's you know, you know. Say what you will about that sort of trade, but like everybody deserves a certain amount of respect in life. Yeah. Whether you know, unless you take it away yourself, mm-hmm. but you know, like that. That's a hard. It's a hard series to watch to start off, and then mm-hmm. suddenly you know Jack loses a hand. Yeah. And that's when the violence for me gets dialed up to 11 with with Miho, and then it turns it it turns into a prostitute versus cop war. Yeah. Like it, it goes off the rails it in really that goes. one. And, and yeah.
3: that's typical Frank Miller that he he yeah. loves to go off the rails. And that scene of him
0: driving in the car, t- quote unquote, talking to dead <laughs> to dead Jack is is also yeah. like it's. It if you don't understand it, it's weird, mm. and you have to. It's one of those. It's
3: one of the few scenes in this
0: movie that you have to actually explain to somebody. Like, well, I thought he was dead. No, no, no. It's Not it's good. a psychological thing. It's really all yeah. in his
3: head. It's like George Clooney and uh, what's the space movie with Sandra Bullock? Oh, gravity, uh, okay. Gravity. There it is. Yes.
0: So, um, which I know.
3: just also want to say, Benicio del Toro, he is an American treasure. He yeah. is. <laughs> yes. the He's really greatest. good. He is good I, at what yes. he He is so. Weird and off the rails in yep. everything he does. I, oh, I I'm a big 100%. fan. Yeah, I, I,
0: I, I enjoy him. I enjoy, I love him in uh, the commercials, the uh, uh, the beer commercials where I, everybody
1: confuses him for somebody else. I yes. don't think I know this. Is I, this I know new? what you're talking about. I can't think of it, though.
3: Is this a new thing?
1: Uh, a few years ago. Okay,
3: I don't think I know this.
1: Yeah, it, it was I, very entertaining.
3: I love him from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas.
0: Well, I loved what? him in uh, the MCU as uh, yeah. the, collector. Oh, the Collector. He's collector. really collector, funny yeah. in that.
3: He's If you want to see him really do straight, straighter man, like not so goofy off the rails, Sicario. Sicario's um, very yes. good.
0: Uh He was in The the Wolfman. He was actually really good in The Wolfman, mm-hmm. which is a movie I will defend. Um, oh, yeah. Dora. Dora the Explorer?
1: Yeah. Oh, is he in Dor- the Dora movie? He's Swiper. <laughs> <laughs> Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> uh, he was in
0: Star Wars The Last Jedi.
1: Yeah. Oh. oh.
3: That's right. Yeah, he He's was. a character that had Seemingly had a lot to do, and then turned out to have no bearing on it. I hated that
0: movie. It really did. It's got it's, its points for me. He
1: he he, he it's was, he was also points. in Miami Vice. Let's go back to something good he did. <laughs> was, <Miami> oh, <laughs> Vice. was that
3: Michael Mann's Miami Vice? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. With with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, other comments about Dwight's story.
0: I I enjoy it, but also at the at the end of it when he's like. Well, I'm going to go back to my prostitute. Yeah.
3: My prostitute
0: queen, excuse me. Yep. Um, got it right, please. We didn't even mention that Rosario Dawson's in this movie. This was
1: like yeah. my first Rosario C- Dawson movie and I loved really her. She's not it. really in it in it as much uh, in comparison to the second one.
3: Yeah, she's actually a really huge character in the in the graphic novels and you mm-hmm. don't really sense that until the second one. Yeah. Um, so all right, so that's Dwight's story, and then the third one we have is Yellow Bastard, which is is mm-hmm. uh, Hardigan's Hartig, story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, Ronnie, tell us about Hardigan's story.
1: Um, so he's trying to stop a serial child killer. At first, um, is when we kind of hear about him, and then he's the one that saves. Uh, right, he saves Nancy yeah, well, from the eleven-year-old Nancy. Right? Nancy yeah. Callahan, who then develops a crush on him. Uh but basically it's it's him trying to kind of go after this yellow man or yellow bastard I guess yeah. really. Um he's Rourke. You know, yes.
3: Rourke? Uh it, which Ragnarok? The, the Rourke's play a big role in in the graphic novels and you see that a little bit in the in the second movie yeah, too. Yeah, a little bit. Senator more. Rourke. Yeah, Senator. Um and then Cardinal or Cardinal, Cardinal Rourke. Rourke, which the great Rutger Hauer is in there. <laughs> um thank goodness for Rutger Hauer. Uh, again, a Blade mm-hmm. Blade Runner left over. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, all right. So let me ask this: Do the three stories, three and a half, we won't count, you know, Josh Hartnett's story. Yeah. really. Are they balanced? Um. Or or do or do you or does one feel stronger than the others? Now I'm not asking for which one's your favorite, mm-hmm. but are they balanced? I would say. I, would say
0: yes i think they're all different they're different styles of story inside Mm -hmm. of a noir film Mm -hmm. so it's nice that each one feels unique in in its execution like you've got you've got your revenge story you've got your justice story Mm -hmm. you've got your you know settling old debts kind of story so like each one I wouldn't it's it's hard to say that they're balanced because they're they're different right. in the same film. And that that's one of the few things like doing an anthology type movie in, you know, where it's three separate stories and yeah, they they have their little connections like Hardigan walks into the bar and you see Marv still, you know, he's sitting there watching. Um so like they have they have their little connections, but they all feel like different stories happening at different times. So to say that they're balanced is it it's hard to say that. I think they're all very good. Okay. Um, there but like i i when we talk about our favorites i i know which one is my favorite in this movie but like it, it's it's hard to say balance is a very strange way of of talking about these these stories
3: for me anyway okay mm-hmm. so
1: anything to add
3: no nah. okay <laughs> so since you bring it up which one is our favorite
1: ronnie uh that, that's a tough one mm-hmm. um I'm kind of the hard goodbye I, I think might be my Marv story might be my favorite I think just there's a lot of for the yellow bastard that it's like ha, for instance with the, with the car accident mm-hmm. you got this yellow blood trail that disappears meanwhile he's at the towards the end he's in your car, how do you a not see the yellow blood leading to your car? <laughs> B, how do you not see this yellow figure in your back seat during your, however long drive it is? Like I, I think or smell him for that. Yeah, sorry. exactly right. You know, um, and and just all this stuff with it that I'm like, for someone who's a police officer, you, you'd think that he would be a little bit more aware of his surroundings right. and everything it's been eight years <laughs> so, so logic is, is <laughs> so, so throws you out exactly yeah. yeah Um. and then with the big fat kill it was just a little too excessive I mean I enjoyed it but I think it was just a little too excessive with the violence and the women beating and all this kind of stuff so I think that's why for me I, I think the hard goodbye because it's kind of like a mix of both those stories in a way okay Paul
0: uh, I like the Yellow Bastard. I think it's uh, it's, it's a great. I, I like Hardigan. I really do. Um, there's there's just something about you know it, it's an archetype. It's the the cop that doesn't play by the rules, but it has a very strict moral code. And you know even though Ronnie made fun of his skill set, he has an incredible skill set. Yes. You know t- to hit a tire of a moving car, shooting backwards, after being in jail for eight years with one bullet. You got my respect. And and the oh, fact well, yeah. that you have that dialogue in his head, and it's just... He's he's the kind of guy that you want to learn from. And um, mm-hmm. I, I will say that um, the Marv stuff is actually my least favorite. Wow. Not not to say that it's bad. Right, right. But I really like... I, I like the Yellow Bastard story. I think it has... Because it, it's also very... It has a, a sad ending, but also a satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. And then you got... Wait, like, wait. The Hardigan? The Hardigan stuff. With
3: him killing himself. With him killing himself. Wow. Making okay.
0: the ultimate sacrifice for the only person that that wrote him every day in jail. Yeah, it is a good And great also story. to be the How To did be the
1: yellow To also That's be, another thing I can't get behind that. What's that? that? Helps me. So the Yellow Bastard was setting up, setting him up
0: in what right? regards.
1: It, it, so he, he was setting him up to follow him to Nancy, right? So my thing is is the, the the yellow bastard knew that uh Hardigan was getting these letters from her mm-hmm. right why didn't he just see the address on there and go get him, <laughs> her, him himself <laughs> <laughs> instead of waiting 8 years you could have done it week 2 well no cuz
0: <laughs> i i think the reason they give it is that like they don't know to the story. they're not 100% sure that it's nancy right you know it could cuz mm. she's, she's she's sending it she, cordelia cordelia um so, and also, like that 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 resonates with me in the fact that Hartigan did the right thing. He w- he was the good guy, and he got massively punished for it. Not mm-hmm. only did they, they fixed his heart just so they could torture him. Mm. And it wasn't until he thought Cordelia was in danger that, you know, and plus you can you can write any return address on an envelope and then just put it in the mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. So she could have wrote Cordelia Jones. You Know one, two, three, happy time lane. And you know,
1: you, you, if I'd, I'm trying to kill someone, I think I would go and check out that address
3: the <laughs> fake
0: address that I just made up off the top well, of I'm my head. I'm just saying,
1: if you see it from and you know it's from this person, when not you go I but it? Ch- but if
3: want to live on happy time lane,
1: I know, right? <laughs> who
0: wouldn't want to in Sin City? But, um, but if I put that in a mailbox, nobody knows where it's coming from, okay. nobody knows who I am. So for me, I, I really enjoy the yellow bastard. Okay. And then followed by the big fat kill, and then uh, the hard good then boy. Okay, which don't get me wrong, I do. I, I think it's right. all good right. stuff, but I, I find you know that that's just my order. Okay, and I'll stick to it.
3: I will say I, I've really been back and forth, just listening to you guys about this. It's funny too that that none of us like um, big fat kill is our favorite. And I, I agree. It's it's mm-hmm. not my favorite. There are parts I love in that. Like yeah. I, I love the anything with the Benicio with Benicio del Toro with with the gun a gun sticking out of his head and yeah. he's talking like he's crazy and flopping around the car. I mean that is just great acting. Mm-hmm. Um, Clive Owen doesn't always do it for me. Um, Interesting. He, he's I, I, the, 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 his face is so meaty. I don't. I can't get past <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, which is funny because I actually like him in a lot of things. Like I, I saw him years ago mm-hmm. in, in Him Up" with Paul Giamatti. I love Shoot Him <laughs> Up." <laughs> it's such a goofy movie. Uh, it's an R-rated. That's a good movie. It's an R-rated Looney Tune. Essentially, that, that's what it, it is. is. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, but I like him as, as oh, and actually, I shouldn't say that because also he's in one of my favorite films, which is "Children of Men." Uh, which is a post-apocalyptic uh, dystopian... Uh, One yeah. of the
0: best uh, long-take scenes ever. Oh,
3: my God, yes. Alfonso Cuaron uh, directed that film, and it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But it's not my favorite. I think I might like Marv's story the best, and I think it comes down to casting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Willis seems too glamorous for that role, and I think that he is... Um, I think I get taken out of the movie a little bit when I'm like, oh, it's Bruce Willis. It's Bruce Willis. Uh, In fact, that was one of the complaints I was reading online that, you know, there's sometimes one of the problems with the movie is there's so much narration to it that and and having Bruce Willis giving you all this narration. It feels like Bruce Willis is reading you a bedtime story because he's whispering (laughs) it and it's sort of like, Um, so I think it comes down to Marv for me because I think Mickey Rourke just nails it so well, and I will say he nails it in this one. I think he's a little off for the mm-hmm. second
0: one. They're there for a paycheck. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, so so let's let's wrap up the first Sin City and let's give a a what's our rating? Since City our rating. rating. S-
0: S- Sin
1: City rating. Let's do Sin City rating. Sin City rating.
3: <laughs> Ronnie, Sin City rating.
1: Um, this, I'm I'm stuck between a three, five, and a four. Mm. Um, I, there's just, I, I can't decide which one I probably will by the end of me talking, but there's just way too much narration. It, it feels like I'm being yeah. read a book yeah. instead of watching a movie. Um, like I said, the, the whole thing with, uh, the big fat kill, just w- way too over the top with, you know, the mm-hmm. women beating and all that kind of stuff and everything. Um, I mean, it, it's, beautifully done i mean it's it I, I didn't read the graphic novel but i've seen stuff from it and everything and it's like written like the pages are literally yeah. like on the on the film and everything um and some know.
3: would even argue that it's
1: a little too well i'm um, actually i have that yeah. up here it says uh-huh. the movie
3: adapts the comics too well because it it is you you're like reading a two-hour long yes. book
1: yeah what, what i mean i don't mind reading but right. it if I'm reading, I want to read a book, not watch a movie. Right, right. You know, so th- that's where I'm kind of torn between the three, five, and the four. If there's le- less narrations. I would have no had no problem saying a four. Mm-hmm. We'll split it in half. We'll say a three and three quarter. three point seven five. Actually, I, Rob I started. I, it. I won't
3: split it this week,
1: <laughs> Paul.
0: Uh, I give it a, a three point five. Okay, it's totally solid. Um, I think at this point we are uh, a little. We're a little spoiled by comic book movies, but at the time this was revolutionary. I I have fond memories of it, seeing it as a, as a as a youngin. Youngin, uh, you know, I was I was finishing high school when this movie came out, wow. and um this this I was the perfect demographic for it. I, I was been, right I'd there. Been
3: married for ten years already.
0: Well, <laughs> we don't need to talk about it, but like for me this was this was the the sex, the violence, the this, the, yeah. Je, the Jessica Alba, yeah. you know, like this was pure. Two, early 2000s teen like teen bait it was yeah. like just dangling Almost. there like come take our we want your money come on come get it uh, and all the trailers were just all the sex stuff and all the like the cool action shots mm-hmm. like it was you know i i have very fond memories of this movie it is a great movie um it is the first of its kind it is really the only one of its kind that's re- that succeeded um And I always, there's something about seeing a comic book come to life that always just gets me. So 3.5, I think on a a good day, maybe a 4. But I think, you know, looking back on it, you know, 15, 20 years later, I'm like, was it really as good as I I remember it? Or am Mm. I looking through it, you know, through those eyes still?
3: All right. Having just rewatched it this week after many, 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 many years, I was, for me, astounded as to how well it held up. Um, mm-hmm. It was really solid. And, and for me, it was about the storytelling. Like, it's so expertly woven together. Um, and some of that is Frank Miller, but some of that is also... And I got to say, I think that would be Tarantino doing that. And I say oh, that yeah. just because in the sequel, it's that's not storytelling aspect isn't there. And, no. No. And, and so I, I really credit Tarantino to, to doing that and to really, you know... Showing how to edit something together and weave into this beautiful tapestry, um, I, I think there's a couple missteps in the movie in terms of casting. Like Bruce Willis, for me is passable, and he takes me out of it sometimes. But I can still get past it, and it, he is. There's some good moments where I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool with Bruce Willis." Um, I there's. And, like you were saying, it's nothing, it's like nothing I've seen before. Like, there's nothing that precluded this. And so, for me, this is a very solid four out of five. Um, I rate it equal to 300, where it is really just that comic book come to life, where, you know, I, I feel like I'm seeing the pages being splashed up on the screen for me. And, and it's special for me. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about something that's not so special now. It's going to be short. <laughs> number 2 literally Her. number 2 so Sim-ci, sim sim city. sim city oh god i love that game <laughs> that's kind of what this is we're so, now a gaming podcast sim city and
1: i don't think it's even called 2 is it no just, just a game to, so to kill people city so when did this come out this one came out on august 22nd 2014 um, and it completely bombed when it came out uh the it grows 13.8 in North America and 25.6 million other countries for a worldwide total of $39.4 million. It had 2.6 on opening day and a total of 6.3 opening weekend. Yuck. Now, wow. I, I, it's funny you should mention it. It
3: came out on August 22nd. Um, not in a non-COVID year the end of the first weekend of august is usually a big weekend for movies and then everything after that is severely diminishing returns mm-hmm. and studios are notorious for dumping their turkeys out on the public in those last two weekends of august yeah. they're also notorious for doing it like at the last weekend of april too but that seems to be going away a little bit but at the yeah. end of august they and the fact that it came out at the end of august indicates that the studio knew what they had on their hands oh and it yeah. wasn't gonna work and they just stuck it out there
1: I, I think the one of the problems with this movie I think is the fact that you had so many different minds go, going into this you, you had so many different producers and production companies and you know all the, I mean you had the same directors and that was about it you had 30 million other minds on this movie while the yeah while the first one it was obviously Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez and then it was a couple other people yeah. you know but this was like alright let's you guys did great but we want something a little bit more so let's give you more and let's give you 30 million other the first one minds. was very auteur driven you, yes. that's
3: funny you should say that about the producers because I was counting during the credits how many yeah. executives producers and I counted something like 22 20, yeah that's insane.
1: yeah <laughs> like it's, it, calm down there 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 was let's see, hold on we got one two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different production companies. Oh my God it, uh, involved in this. Yeah,
3: there was way too many cooks <laughs> in the kitchen on yeah. this one. So this one is based off of just one of the comics. It is based mm-hmm. off of the uh, title Sin Name. City's A Dame to Kill For. It, yes. it was the second in the series. Now, here's the problem with it. Having read all seven of the, the collections this week, one, three, and four, they're the strong ones. Hmm. And the others are not that good. Um, they and blew
0: their load on the first they movie. They did.
3: <laughs> uh, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, is not good bad but it's not up to the same levels as those other three stories and Mm -hmm. the fact that they took the majority of their film and and like they gambled all of their chips on one story Mm -hmm. that's a problem um and then the rest of it they made up yeah uh like like uh uh, what's his name now you you had said paul earlier about um green josh uh, not josh Harding, uh joseph gordon levitt yes that he's like the one good thing in this movie. And that, that was, was all made up. That was Ronnie.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that was Ronnie. And, oh, and that was man. all made up. Yeah. For, oh, for the movie. For the movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think also what this movie did was they these actors got way bigger in the in the interim. Mm-hmm. You know, Jessica Alba was was a bigger much bigger star. Justin Gordon Levitt was was hitting his his yeah, stride. stride. Uh Rosario Dawson, like she she exploded. Mickey Rourke, this was post the wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh even Bruce Willis, like this was before his straight to DVD stint. <laughs> but you also got like you got like Ray Liotta, who's not a, Christopher who's not a small Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd.
1: Jeremy cri- Piven. Chris Maloney. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, like
3: you got you got some bigger names than this mm-hmm. who who are worth a lot more. So, uh, hey, hey, uh, Hayward um, took over for Michael Clark Duncan's role. Yeah, uh, Dennis yeah. Hayward. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Haysbert. Hayesbert, that's it. But, you know, like, you've got all
0: these. This is a perfect example of, well, let's throw more money and bigger stars at it, and we'll hope <laughs> for the best. You can't outact a bad script. You yeah. can be the best actor in the world, and, yeah, you'll get noticed for doing the best in a bad movie. Yeah. But... <laughs> It's still a bad movie and people mm-hmm. aren't going to go see it. And, you know, unfortunately, we are way past the hype for this movie because at this point, you know, this is 2014, we're talking Avengers. We're no. talking even yeah. even like Justice League is, is a conversation at this point. Like, y- oh, God, I, no. I didn't
3: see this movie for the first time until like four or five years after it came out. Yeah. All and right. That was probably the only time oh, I yeah. saw it. All right. That. So <laughs> let's
1: play
0: this game.
3: Who in this movie is trying and who isn't? Jessica Alba's trying. You think she is? I do. Okay. See, what, I what's, your, th- what's your evidence for that?
0: You know, the scene of her talking to Hardigan in the mirror okay. is, is is a scene that I always think about, you know, and she she brings... Jessica Alba's also one of those actresses that even when she's in a bad movie, she
3: still tries her best. Even when she's in Honey. She's even when t- she's <laughs> in Honey, like,
0: you know... Like she, she still tries. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis knows he's Bruce freaking Willis. Like, I ain't gotta do this. <laughs> Mickey Rourke puts in a solid effort. I think jo- Joseph Gordon Levitt does put in a, a solid effort. Um,
1: but I was gonna say all your new people are the ones that really you think they are gave, gave it to them. I think uh, maybe not all of the returning, but I would say a good amount of the returning were like yeah, all right, I guess I'll do this again. Yeah, Bruce you know. Willis
3: is so checked out. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. He's like, just which which, which which direction should I face? Where's the camera?
1: <laughs> all right, I'll look at it. Squint, squint, guys can lines. i only be in this for like five seconds Well, I, that's all we planned oh okay great i was trying to
3: figure out how many days he probably spent on set and i think i came up with two yeah i'm right?
1: surprised
0: <laughs> no he and yeah. he got paid well for it i'm sure. sure he probably got paid more than most of these people yeah.
3: joseph gordon levitt is absolutely acting his heart out in this oh style. yeah <laughs> yeah I,
1: I love joseph
0: gordon levitt yeah. don john yes yeah, that's a great <laughs> yeah, movie that's a good
1: one. Oh yeah i yeah. forgot about don that yeah, i saw that good. years ago
0: don john's very good um I, I don't really like the Dark Knight Rises but I, I do I angels, in the in the angels in the Outfield Angels
3: in the Outfield 500 out of <laughs> what 500. do you mean
0: get out of here that's, that's great no, that's, that was that was like a get out of here like oh man oh, I, was like, I, was like, I was like don't is you is dare is he one of
3: the kids on the team <laughs> yeah. he's the kid no. he's the angels Yeah, he's, oh, a, he's the he, main uh, character yeah uh, I, I like him for 500 days of summer
1: yes that's a great one yeah. what about uh, G.I. Joe I never saw it The Rise of Cobra he in, which which
3: which one is he? He's probably trying his hardest. Too. He's a uh, he's a Cobra, Cobra Commander. Commander. Oh is he's yeah. oh that's right. I did read about yeah. that. So <laughs> Looper, who who else is not trying in this? Is pa- all right. Powers Booth. He plays Senator Rourke. Cash them
1: all in. Is he trying? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I haven't. I did not rewatch this in preparation. Just because <laughs> it was. I, I how could you? I, oh. I, I no, no. I mean, to, like, though. how
3: could you possibly rewatch this? Yeah, I right? don't blame anyone uh, yeah. who's like, no, I'll pass. So, so
1: it's kind of hard. Like, like I'm just trying to go off memory from I don't know, maybe five years ago yeah. of seeing this, um, but yeah, right, huh? I, I, I don't know. Yeah,
3: I, it's funny. I the like as soon did. as I brought up the sequel, the air just got sucked out of the room. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you're all all you, you guys started going on your phones. <laughs> <and> you're, <laughs> you're all paying attention to other things. Nobody yeah. wants to talk about. Things. I'm gonna,
0: spoiler. This movie's a two. And that's being generous. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I can't even like <laughs> I get it because it's the second one. Yeah, no, that, no, because
2: it's, it's crap. I thought you were um, referring to Eva Green
3: actually. Nah. I, I, I think wrong. that's how he. What he calls her is the two.
2: <laughs> she is a ten. How dare you? <laughs> you no, didn't like, say he rated she's her so
3: naked in this film that there were scenes where she was naked and I was looking away because I was bored. <laughs>
1: been there done that.
3: Then I'm like, "Oh, she's naked I've, again." All right. I've never seen like naked by, Ava Green and been like, but by, by the time she was laying in the bathtub and talking to uh, uh Christopher Maloney on the phone, I was I was like on my phone playing games cuz I was so not interested in it. Mhm. Not you?
0: I I like Eva Green.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so is Eva Green trying
1: or is she just naked? <laughs> she's just naked. <laughs> Well, that part she's trying. Well, she,
0: she <laughs> she's she's a very good, a good actress. <laughs> I, look, I thought you were going to say she, a very she, naked. She, actress. She's no. a, she's a very she's, she's a very actress. She's a very good actress who's like Penny Dreadful is fantastic. Oh yeah, um, I've seen those, and she's done like great work. But she is also very known for not caring oh, about that God. sort of thing.
3: No, she is the anti Jessica Alba when it comes to that. Which yeah.
0: is fine. Like if you like your body and you're proud of your body, cool, do you? But like, you can't rely on that. Yeah. Instead of acting. Is.
1: Why not? <laughs> so it's, it's like, where do we go from here? Would
3: this movie have been any better if they gave it a different look? Like, because ah. here's here's one of the things is that it, it, in terms of looking like Sin City, it looks like Sin City exactly yeah. like the first movie. Would it have been better if it had given like what if say we saw Martin Scorsese's Dame to Kill for? Would that have made it a better movie? No. No, no.
0: What, what, I, I would have been actually upset if uh, if they changed the aesthetic and they're like Sin City, different.
1: <laughs> Sin City with the bright lights, color. But
0: we,
3: but we
1: hated this.
0: I I will still always stand by. If you're gonna make a sequel to a movie, to, to look at Justice League, Justice League's a great example. Okay. Justice League's a great example of we didn't like this, so let's do this. Okay with bright colors and different scripts and the characters all feel different, but they're the same actors. I would have been more upset. This uh, uh, (laughs) movie,
1: I think uh, it's tough. I I feel like what Paul's trying to say is if you're going to go for a different look, you need to go for a different everything, not just look. So I think different actors or character, you know, whatever it may be, this way it's a whole fresh new start, not like a 50-50. Like
3: I'll give you an example, the Thor franchise. Mm-hmm. The first Thor, Kenneth Branagh, very Shakespearean. The second one, trash. Yeah, yeah whatever. But then you've got <laughs> Taika Waititi coming in doing something totally different, and we're into it. Oh okay. yeah. Why are we into it then, but not into it if like that's not what Thor usually is like?
0: Do you think Martin Scorsese or would have done the same aesthetic if if the movies done like, with better? Unfortunately, but Sin City has such a unique aesthetic mm-hmm. that to change it drastically
3: but it's only unique because rodriguez set it up as that way. Mhm.
0: No, which I get, but like a, a different director could have definitely made a better movie, but as long as they kept like when I think sin city, I think of that aesthetic. If you want to hire a different director to do a better job, that's cool. I understand. Mm-hmm. But the director can also do only do so much. You also need a better script. You need, you know, better actors. You need all these things. For me, sin city Captured the aesthetic for, for of Sin City, or excuse me, A Dame to Kill For captured it. The Sin City aesthetic. Right. I don't right. think a different director would have helped it, though. Okay. A better script would have helped it. Okay. Um, and also the the severe time difference I mean, between the movies it wh- did not do it any justice. Yeah. I
1: feel like Scorsese could have helped because I think. His his style of directing is very similar to what we see in these movies, minus the noir part, where he's got those montages, he's got the narration and everything like that. So I think he would have done a probably a yeah, can you, really good job. Can you imagine doing that, it
3: starting off with like you actually no you know, Nancy Martin, Callahan Martin saying,
0: Scorsese he wouldn't do it because he doesn't think comic book movies are he cinema.
3: Almost did Joker, don't
0: forget that he's gone on record more than once saying that these. He exact produced Jacker, he, Joker. He is the Academy Awards in the form of a director.
3: Well, he's also said that he's 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 you know qualif- quantified his comments about comic book movies and he's saying that they're not art. They are like roller coaster rides, mm-hmm. which has its place. Yeah. But you know Martin Scorsese's done. You know he he. I'm trying to think of something quick. <laughs> but imagine if it had started off with Nancy Callahan. Ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a stripper. Like, you know, starting off like Goodfellas kind yeah, of that right? feel. It could have been fun. And then kicked into like some sort of Martha and the Vandellas song no, or something. What,
1: <laughs> you know what would have been cool is kind of like how you had Quentin Tarantino come in for yeah. like a, a segment. Yeah. Like if he would have come in for a segment, if anything. Like I I think like I said, I think because of his style, I think it he would have fit well into doing it. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if it would have made a complete difference, just because, like Paul said, it needed work on the writing, not necessarily the directing.
3: But like it, it just felt like, and and this is what we don't seem to like, is that it was a rehash, yeah, like a rehash of here are the things that you like. Mm -hmm. Um, Because to be honest, that's one problem I have with Marv with Mickey Rourke in this is that he's trying too hard, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's overacting it, and he's he's
0: also the thing is. Where's our progression? Where's our character growth? Yeah. Where that's the problem with doing um, uh, time display stories. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we know where Marv gets to. If I want to see a Marv story, I would just want that as the movie. like g- give us a Marv prequel mm-hmm. yeah. rather than like basically every story was th- this was a prequel. if you really think about it. Like, every, the only exception is Nancy right. and, and Which her story sense. is it takes place after, you know, Hardigan's death. Mm-hmm. The rest of the stories all take place before the first movie. I,
3: yeah. The, and that's actually one of the main problems I less have with is more. this. Is that the chronology is so screwed up in this. Because Agreed. you've got, like, Dennis Haysbert's character who gets his eye ripped out then he gets his gold eye. But then he dies. But yeah. how could he have died if in the first movie he did yeah, right? the, <laughs> Like, there's no... It's nonsensical. It's almost like no one was trying. Mm-hmm. So... Sin City rating for Sin City 2. Now, you went on record already as saying 2. 2, and
2: that's
0: generous.
3: Okay. What what, what does it for you?
0: Eva Green. <laughs> that's the worst way to phrase that, Rob. The worst way. And I'm going to answer evergreen. Green. I, I think She it's, does it for you? All right, say,
3: say something nice about Sin City 2. It's
0: got a lot of great ideas that just were very poorly executed. Okay. Do I want to learn more about these characters? Absolutely. Do I want to see Dwight's story? Sure. Do I want to see Marv's story? Sure. Marv got shortchanged in this movie. Mm-hmm. Dwight, there's a good story there that just it doesn't pay off. Yeah. And then Nancy. I, I was happy knowing that Nancy was free at the end of the movie. Uh none of these characters get their 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 good payoff. Yeah. Like Justin Gordon levitt is good in it, but like it just every character falls flat. Yeah. They all feel like they go backwards. Um, yes. In I fact, th-
3: that entire Nancy thing is completely made up. That's not in the graphic yeah. novels at all.
0: I enjoy the aesthetic because I enjoy the aesthetic of the first movie. I enjoy the actors because they're all great actors. Josh Brolin, like oh, yeah. all these great actors who I really like, and who if they if you put them in a movie, I still like. I like them. So, two, and that's generous.
3: I couldn't help and just, you just reminded me when you mentioned Josh Brolin every time I heard Josh Brolin speak I kept thinking of Thanos yeah absolutely because <laughs> he has the same voice in this that he
1: does when he does Thanos yeah Ronnie um I I think I'm gonna agree with Paul in giving it a two um but yeah, for are. me it's not Eva Green it's Joseph Gordon Lovett mm-hmm. I, I think no not that way I meant like as far as what saves the movie you have such you a I who wouldn't? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I think he kind of saves the movie because I, I think his his story and his segment is the best in this, um, in this movie. And again, it just aesthetically pleasing, just like the first one was, and everything. I think the, those are like the only two good things to come from it. Rob. Bob? All right. Originally, I was I going to
3: say. Two. If and this was I'm... a Marvel movie, guys, it'd be a seven. Now I'm even starting to think I should go lower than a two, because it, it I, I may even go one and a half. I have to say, and and this is the sign of a bad movie that it makes you hate the original and the and the original material too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I watching this, I really want to forget it because it ruined a lot of things for me. Um, it didn't make sense at all. It was like when by the time. <laughs> By the time Nancy Callahan has her scars on her face, I'm like, this is so goofy. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Um, and there are a couple good stories that, if it, in the right hands, I think could be told really, really well in film. I just don't think Rodriguez was the one to tell the stories in the sequels. I would have yeah. liked to have seen somebody else take them. This range. was an
0: R-rated yeah. Spy Kids. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> and i like spy kids yeah do you like all three spy kids though? i like the first two yeah
3: wow you're even liking the second one
0: i i think the second one yeah. is enjoyable
3: it's, the first one's okay but also we
0: we were you're not a
3: fan of shark boy and lava girl are you no but i don't i don't <laughs> get lava the, girl yeah yeah, easy there, Killer.
0: <laughs> but uh, I don't get the, uh, there's like this whole big cultural push for Sharkboy and Lava Girl. But uh, yeah. we, you know, Ronnie and I are, you know, for those who guys don't know, Rob's a, a little bit older than us. Uh, but Ronnie and I kind of grew up in that generation mm-hmm. of, 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 you know, Spy Kids. Yeah. You know, we, we were at that age. Yeah. And yeah. No, Spy Kids was not me. Yes. By the time Spy Kids 3 came out, like, I like Spy Kids but 3. they weren't kids anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Spy, spy teens. teens,
3: spy early twenty somethings.
0: <laughs> uh, Alexa Vega, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. But um, Spy Kids. By the time Spy Kids three came out, we were well past the. Uh, yeah. Especially with the th- whole three D push oh, that they were making. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, unfortunately, like that's when I watch this movie. That's all I can think about.
3: And also, Spy Kids.
0: Also, I had such a terrible taste in my mouth from uh, the
3: Spirit. Like I can't wait to watch the Spirit yeah. and see how bad it is.
0: I, it, I would watch The Spirit over this movie.
1: Wow, really? That's what I have to look forward to? How
0: crazy is it? To... And you, I don't know if you guys heard me groaning through that statement, but...
1: Yeah. How crazy was, was it that they were thinking of doing a third one, a Sin City 3? Yes. And, 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 TV, they were gonna, and, and they were going to look to get Johnny Depp in it. Yeah. Yes,
3: I had heard that, yeah. too. Um, okay, so that wraps up our Sin City segment. It's Miller time once again, And let's now go to our online material and see what our fans are telling us for the week. This week's question was... Today's question,
0: most iconic superhero introduction scene in a movie. So, we had some really good ones, and we also had Ronnie, who didn't read the question properly.
1: (laughs) Technically, he was introduced into the movie. Into Uh, Wakanda.
0: Oh, I'm going to argue this one already, dude. But uh, we have uh, Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. The pencil trick gets me every time. His intro, I will say, is in the opening scene. Whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. But no, I will I will right. definitely say that scene is wonderful. Yeah. And it is yeah. I'm just we're, busting chops. It I is know. like the actual introduction of the joke. Yeah, when
3: when they're all sitting in that kitchen and you just hear in the background, ah ah Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually Rob's I life motto.
0: <laughs> my jokes were bad. Uh we got uh Pins and needles in that first scene with Hugh Jackman in X-Men. So I I can see that in the -hmm. the cage fight scene. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. We have uh, our friend Sean who said Christopher Reeves or uh, close second is Michael Keaton as Batman. We got uh, Wolverine in X-Men First Class. I know it wasn't really an introduction, but (laughs) I just found it hilarious. (laughs) That is good. That is funny. Uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Christopher Reeves, Superman, saving the helicopter. So... uh, And then, am I allowed to give two? This guy. Wonder Woman's entrance in Batman vs Superman, which is, you know, say what you will.
3: Say what I will about that movie. That is a great entrance. It is a great,
0: you know, when she drops in. And, of course, Batman's reaction. Yeah. Uh, And then Thor's entrance in Infinity War, because some people don't read the quote.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was his introduction into Wakanda. It
0: was his first time there,
2: guys.
0: (laughs) He had his passport and everything. But, uh, yeah, we had some really good ones, and that was a fun one today. Yeah. But uh, if you guys want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, you can always find us on Facebook at The Multiverse Fancast or The Misfit Faction. You can also find our website, themisfitfaction.com. If you want to get more in touch with us and not in a physical way because this isn't Sin City 2 there, guys, you can also email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com. Welcome to Ronnie's OnlyFans, where he just sings. <laughs> um, you can find us at the Multiverse <laughs> FanCast at, G- that at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us if you a- want to find my OnlyFans <laughs> easy. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at the Misfit Faction and our YouTube channel, where we upload all of our podcast audio and uh, eventually more bonus clips. You uh, can find that at the Misfit Faction Media Network on YouTube. Every like, comment, subscribe, and uh, share really helps our network grow. It helps our podcast grow. You can also uh, help us
1: by purchasing Raise Energy through using our code. Ronnie, what's our code? Misfit89. That's M-I-S-F-I-T, the number eight, the number nine without the words the number in between just so you guys know they know
2: that Uh,
0: we have a
1: smart audience we do have a
0: smart audience Uh, i'd also
3: like to just tease too don't forget that with loki coming out i'm gonna start writing again
0: yes so you will find uh weekly reviews for loki on our website themisfaction.com which is always linked on our facebook so make sure you guys uh, share with your friends like comment uh, reviews are big for us apple podcast just redid their entire podcast structure so Uh, The more interaction we get, the better and the better quality we can provide to you guys. Ronnie has something to say.
1: Yes, I do. They don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, and it's going to be a surprise for them as (gasps) well. Um, For those that answer our fan feedback Friday, we are going to pick the favorite one from all three of us, and you will get a little surprise from us. We'll reach out to you, and you might get some swag Swag. or some raised stuff, and everything. We'll do a little giveaway once a month. I wasn't ready. ready
3: All right. I would also like to just reach out to Ronnie to tease next week's episode. Ooh, yeah. Go ahead.
1: We're going to have the 10-year anniversary of the atrocious Green Lantern. (laughs) (laughs) So so we will be recording that and releasing that for the 10-year anniversary. So be on a lookout for that because I know we all love to hate that movie. And I am doing a
3: special... Uh, Act this week where I am going to see just how great Ryan Reynolds can raise material where I am going to be reading and watching R.I.P.D. (laughs) Because I am a glutton for punishment. (laughs) Watch the spirit right after. So, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you very much for listening. As always, we wouldn't do this if it weren't for you, our fans. So, thank you for everything you do. Thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you for listening, and thank you for liking and subscribing. As always, I am Rob. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Paul. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya. I'll say it's smorgasbord (laughs) again.